And here's here's what it's all about. It's all about the fact that God wanted a relationship uh, with you and I. God wanted a relationship with people. I'm going now back to uh, Genesis here. If you'd like to turn with me, uh, you can do that. I'll just read a couple of verses here. But in the book of Genesis, I want you to listen as we read this. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And the darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That'll preach right there in itself, will it not? If you just think about that. There was nothing there. It was void. It was without form. But when the Spirit of God moved. And oh, I'm going to tell you something. Well... The Spirit of God, if you prepare your heart, if you prepare your hearts, if you invite children to come to be a part of Vacation Bible School, you might say, well, I've never attended. You don't have to attend. If you invite them, you bring them, we'll take care of them. But listen, if you prepare your hearts, I promise you through the Word of God, the Spirit of God will move in the lives of those children through Vacation Bible School. And then we go on over here and we read in verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Listen, God, you know what he's saying? God wants a relationship with you and I. Did you ever think of that? That's what the verses say. God is wanting to have a relationship with you and I. God is wanting to have that kind of relationship and he wants it to be known that he wants a relationship with each and every one. He just didn't want us, oh, I know who he is. Or I've heard about him. Listen, it's like I know Billy Graham, but if he was to walk in here and I'd say, hey, Billy, remember me? He'd say, no, I don't know you. You understand? He wouldn't know you either. But a lot of people live their lives like you think God knows you. He knows who you are, but he doesn't have a relationship with you. He doesn't have a relationship with you, and it's not because he doesn't want to have a relationship with you. It's because you have to make that decision. God is wanting to have a relationship with everyone that the breath of life has been breathed into. God is wanting to have a relationship so much for you and I that he has created us in his image so we can be like him. So we can be like him in his image. And listen, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, let me just know that when you have that kind of a relationship with Jesus Christ and you live for Jesus Christ, listen, it's just going to come out. It's just going to come out. I'm going to point out Brother Paul Kaufman back here uh, this morning right after Sunday school. He was telling me yesterday, I don't remember whether it's work or not. I think it was just out. And he was talking to a friend and his friend told me that he was just empty in his life and there was something missing in his life. And you know what Brother Paul told him? He said, listen, it's going to be that way until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And guess what? My brother Paul led him to the Lord yesterday. Thank you, brother. Thank you. God is wanting to have a relationship and there are people today knowing in their hearts and in their lives that they're empty and void and there's something missing in their life and they try to find it in so many things and so many ways and so many places and so many things that they do. But I'm going to tell you something. Just as the Bible says there is a way that seems right in a man, but the end thereof is death. 
That void will never be filled by doing good. That void will never be filled by staying busy. That void will never be filled by donating all you have to the poor. That void will never be filled by whatever else you want to put there. That void can only be filled by the one who created you. And that is God Almighty through Jesus Christ himself. And that's the only way that void can be filled in your life. He wants to have a relationship with you. Oh, yeah, but preacher, you just don't understand me. You're right, I don't. Don't intend to. Even if I could, I couldn't do anything else but point you to the way one that knows you. Right? And that's what it's all about. God created you to have a relationship with him. And that's what he wants us to have. Matter of fact, John even reminded us over here in the book of John. I want to read just one verse here. Or maybe two. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Did you hear that? In the beginning. I just read that in the beginning, right, from Genesis. In the beginning was the Word. God was the Word. He was there in the beginning when God said, Right? When God said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word's God. The Word was with God. If God was God, how could it be with God? Because God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Let us. He said, let us. Make man in our... So listen. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And then he goes on down and said, too, here it is. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John, the Baptist is telling people at this time about Jesus coming. And he was telling him the story. And as he's doing this, guess what? Here comes Jesus. Yeah. And he wants John to baptize him. John says, I'm not worthy. He said, I didn't ask you if he was worthy. My words. But I said, I want you just to do it. See, we can put little barriers in our way. We can put obstacles in our way that we can think we're doing what God wants us to do. And all of a sudden, there's a barrier right there, an invisible wall. God's saying, just do it. Just do it. Well, God wants us to have that relationship, and that relationship opened up back in the very beginning. Do you know that? In the very beginning, then we read over in the book of uh, Genesis back there again, and don't want to go take you back and forth, uh, but in the book of Genesis here, we read that the relationship as he created, and he created man on the sixth day he created Adam there, and he wanted Adam there to uh, uh, have all of that that he had, and then he saw that he needed a help made, uh, so he put a deep sleep upon Adam, and he took a rib from Adam's uh, ribs there, and, and he made and 
created Eve uh, to be a helpmate for Adam. And guess what? In doing so, listen to what he said. And then he told them everything here. And he says, of every tree in the garden, thou shalt make eat freely of, but out of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou shalt eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. He created the whole garden of Eden, the great paradise. He created a paradise and said, Adam, you can have any of this and all of this. But not of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. For in the day you eat of that, you shall surely die. And you say, well, pastor, why did he just let him eat that tree too? And we wouldn't be having this problem. Because God didn't want persons or those people at that time, Adam and Eve, to feel like that they were in prison uh, to obey and to do what God said to do. God gave them the opportunity. God gave them a choice uh, to accept what he asked to do, uh, what he said to do. He gave them an opportunity just like he's given you an opportunity today. You can accept him and allow him to be the Lord and Savior of your life or you can say no and walk away. See, he gave them the opportunity to choose. He wanted it to be of their own will that they would come and follow him because they wanted to, not because when I was a little kid, sit there and listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we know what happened, don't we? We know what happened. Now the serpent was more subtle than any other beast in the field, and the Lord that the Lord had made. And He said unto the woman, "Yea, hath God said? Read how He says this now. Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not even eat of it." Lest neither touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat of it, your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods. Everybody wants to do things their own way. Everybody wants to have, we all got an opinion, and you think yours is the best. Don't you? We all think, well, I'm, this is, we want to do it our way. And if your mind thinks it, you want to believe, well, this is what I believe. God doesn't say you're going to get to heaven on what you think and what you believe. God says if you want to go to heaven, there's only one way. And that's admitting that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I believe in that Jesus Christ died on a tree of Calvary there over your sins and my sins. I declare you of that and come to him and come Confess your sins and ask him to become the Lord and Savior of your life. That's what God did through his gift, Jesus Christ. But you know what? Because he listened to somebody that sounded good. Yeah. Listen to sound good. Listen. I'm going to tell you something. One thing I'm not is an elegant pastor, an elegant preacher. I'm not great with words, and I don't intend to ever get great with words. It's not about how I come across as how he comes across. Do you understand that? Because I want to tell you something today. That's exactly what we need to realize. God wants a relationship with each and every one of us. 
And he created a way in the very beginning to have that relationship, that paradise. And guess what? Because the sin came, paradise was broken, was it not? Paradise came. But listen here, sin messed everything up at that time. But I want you to know something. God is still in control. God is still God. He's the same God that was in. He said, I am the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, right? I am the first and I am the last. God's still in control. So they mess things up big time. And people today think they can't come to Jesus Christ as their Savior because they've messed their lives up big time. You didn't do as big as Adam and Eve did, you didn't make as big a mess as they did. God is still in control. Listen, it's all about relationship. I'm going to ask you here, we're going to come to a close just in a few minutes. There's a lot more to this, okay? There's a lot more to this. And would you like to hear the rest of it? Yeah, well, not today, right? Yeah, I know. Lord, fill my mouth with worthwhile stuff. Nudge me, Lord, when I've said enough. I've said enough. But there's more to this message. That's why we've got Vacation Bible School. Each night, we're going to be teaching about the relationship that God created for us and how it was broken and how it can be restored and how it can be made new and how we can live in that relationship with Him. But before we ask you to stand, I want to ask you this this morning. Do you have that relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you have that relationship? Well, I know you don't. Let me just, if you start with, well, I remember, no, no, you don't. (laughs) Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. And I'm going to tell you what, as a child of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, you'll know whom you believe. Does that mean we're perfect people? By no means. huh? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some info here. You won't be perfect either until you awaken his likeness. Okay? But until then, as a child of God, I just want you to know, God sees you and he loves you enough to forgive you because he's covered you with the blood of Jesus Christ. So you know that you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ today, I'm going to just simply ask you this. All the things that we're seeing, all the things we're hearing on the news, all the things we're reading about, do you know God has told us in his word that you're going to see these things? God has told us in his words that you're going to see these things. You know, in 19, early 1940s, when some of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Isaiah and some other parts of the Old Testament, were found over there in some caves. Uh, you know, to me, that alone would cause people today not to say, well, it must be true because here's the parchments that were found. But no, it's not. God wants that relationship. He doesn't want it through intelligence. He wants it through a spiritual relationship. So I'm asking you today, if you know Jesus as your Savior, I want you to be willing to invest your time in inviting children to come to our vacation Bible school because we want to plant the seeds that one day they'll remember. I remember my wife saying that she was saved in a vacation Bible school. 
I remember her saying that many a time, that she was saved during We've got them here that were saved in vacation Bible school. So I want you that know Jesus is your Savior. I want you to commit that, not only to yourself and to God, but to everyone in this church family. I want you to commit that, that we're going to pack this house with children. I want to just blow her mind, Sister D's mind and all the vacation Bibles. I want them to say, what are we going to do with all the children? Yes. Because if we can do that, God is already in the working. But now for the here and the now, the here and the right now, you understand that the relationship was broken, so there's no free ride. You understand that the relationship was broken because the sin of Adam, death passed upon every one of us. And because of that sin, there's a separation between you and God. And the only way that that separation can be filled was through and by the blood of Jesus Christ on a cross. He became our way of escape. And the only way that you can have that relationship now is simply coming to Jesus, simply saying, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I need your salvation. I need your gift of grace. My friend, you don't have to get up and tell everybody all the sins you've done because it's none of our business. By the way, you know what? Just like a chalkboard and a chalk... You got all those sins, by the time God puts his eraser on them, (laughs) look at the back of that, you can't tell what it is, he remembers them no more as well. That's what he wants to do in your life. So if you're here today, stand. You know Jesus is your Savior. I want you to commit right now to yourself and to God. And if you're strong enough and powerful enough, I want you to walk up after services today and commit to Sister D and say, Sister D, I'm going to do everything I can to invite X number of children to vacation Bible school. If you're willing to do that, put your, put your word on the line to her, that'd be great. And you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. I want you today to have that relationship restored with him. Listen to the words in the song as they sing. You need to come. I want you to come right now. Time, excuse me, many years ago that we were asked to pray for somebody that was in Germany that needed the Lord as their Savior. And we went to prayer. And about a week later, we got word that that person accepted Jesus Christ. I say that Sister Heather's father is over in Columbus Hospital and has basically been told his life is going to be short. They don't know. Can't give him tomorrow. They don't know that, but in mortality-wise. But he's not into... Religion, he's not into the prayer thing. He doesn't know God. But I believe in the power of your prayers. I believe when you pray, God hears. I want you to lift up the name of Robert Randall in your prayers this day and continue to do that.